Welcome to Real Estate Happens with your host, Kenny Lettner. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast today. We have a very special guest with us today, Eric Martinez. He is with Creed Realty. He's super active in our local community with real estate. He's very active with uh, Hurrah and really has done a lot lately to bring to light a lot of great things within our community. Eric, welcome to the show. Hey, Kenny, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. You know, we were talking here not too long ago, and you and I have had some conversations about some different things. And I, I think you struck on something that I thought was super interesting uh, from your background. Um, you know, Eric's a uh, is a um, uh, Navy veteran, so thank you for your service. I appreciate that. Uh, but we were talking about, you know, from at some of your friends out in California and how they're just so educated on not only the market, because I think agents around here do a very good job being educated on what's going on in the market, but actually knowing what they're selling. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was such a great conversation uh, to have. So I really wanted to have you on to kind of talk about that. And I think you've got some great insight in that. So, yeah, Kenny, I mean, absolutely. I think um, what I try to push to a lot of folks when I speak to them about this subject is our, especially other fellow realtors and agents, is I remind them that our responsibility not only is to the client, but to the market in general um, and to the stability of that and making sure we're getting the, the best possible price that we can. So it's not just about finding a house, negotiating a contract, et cetera. Um, you know, as well as I do that, that can, you know, when it's, when you're talking about listing a home or selling a home, the client's always looking to you for advice. Um, so if it's rehabbing, if you're going in, just doing a walkthrough to the property, having a clear understanding of, of what it is in this home that's going to bring the most value, what is going to be important to folks uh, when they're coming through buying the house. Um, and then when they're asking you questions like, what, you know, what kind of floor should, should I redo these floors? Should I redo this tile? Should I paint this vanity? Should I, you know, et cetera. And the list goes on and on. And just having a good understanding of what these products are, uh, how much they cost and how you can get the most value for it. Well, you know, I, you know, to that point, you know, there are so many agents out there, I think, that have concentrated on how to write a contract. And, and the reality is, I mean, I, I can have anybody write a contract. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just you fill in the blank. The education and the field experience of being able to guide your client into what's a good house and what's a bad house is one of those intangibles, it can be taught and it can be learned, but I don't think enough agents take the time to really focus on that. Um, you know, they're so focused on well, what's in this contract. And that, don't get me wrong, that's important. But I think the other aspect of it is super important. I mean, uh, you brought up a good point the other day. I, I personally think the bar to get into real estate is too low. Yeah, it's when you when you get your licensing, like you had, we had talked before, you, got your, you were able to get your license in three weeks from a course online. Um, not that not that uh, individuals can't learn their job, but it is pretty easy for anyone just to go and you know take a three week course, take a test, pass it, and go get your license. And now you're off to the races selling houses. Um, and I think we just owe more of a responsibility to the market to to make sure we know what we're doing and and having an understanding of the product we're selling. Like I I did a class um, or I've done a class a few times now and. Um, my the the little marketing pitch for it is, you know, your insurance folks, your your mortgage folks, your title people should all all need to be able to have a basic understanding of what they're selling, or not even just a basic, a very good understanding of 
what this product is, if it's a VA loan, if it's an FH loan, FHA loan, it's conventional, why they're getting this type of rate, um, what, what is title insurance, what does it cover? Um, for us, it's we kind of touch this, we get into the contract piece of it, and, the, and we're so focused on the paperwork and staying out of trouble, we're not really thinking about, man, what do we actually know anything about this home? I mean, how many agents do we know that go out there on a daily basis that could tell you the difference between a 30-year, 50-year shingle, 20-year shingle? Um, they think all vinyl windows are the same. They think all LVP flooring is the same. They think engineer is the same as regular hardwood. Uh, hardwood is the same as laminate. I mean, the list goes on and on of, of things that, that, that they don't know. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know... <laughs> I don't think we're trying to imply that you need to be a class A contractor to understand these things or a flooring expert or anything else, but a basic understanding between a new construction window and a vinyl replacement window is, I think, extremely important. I mean, you have companies out here that go out and they'll put in replacement windows and $180 per window when a new construction window costs you $300 if you buy it off the, you know, if you just buy that off the shelf, not counting labor. So, and, and yeah, they buy it at a, a volume discount, but there's not that much of a volume discount. So the quality and difference in those windows and the labor to put one, a new construction window in is so much different. And you're right. Agents don't really have the grasp of that. No. Like I think they should. Well, I mean, they don't, but the brokers aren't doing a good job of putting that info out either. Cause they 100%. probably, they probably don't know any better. Um, so it's the, the providing the education to be able to to be able to, to to get them the information. I had to learn it on my own, um, and I learned the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all <laughs> at certain times in our lives? I did, I did. So um, you know, some of the conversations I have with my clients when we when we are looking at something and they're talking about doing some type of an upgrade or or buying a house at a certain price point. Um, coming back to windows or maybe even a floor actually the discussion last night was about flooring and how much flooring will will add to an appraised value um it not really much but what will a buyer pay and how much concessions are they going to ask for having a certain type of floor versus carpet a hardwood or a really nice lvp versus carpet through the living room where you know maybe your appraisal adjustment is 500 to a thousand dollars but Maybe the buyer is willing to pay that full price at this point and not ask for as much closing costs. And then that two fifty, three hundred thousand dollar price point, you know, one two percent is a lot. Well, you know, I, I have a client right now, um, <clears throat> and he does about sixty houses a year, mm -hmm. and he always makes the nicest, a, 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 you know, uh, improvements to the home. And he goes from you know top to bottom, new HVAC, LVP, luxury vinyl plank, flooring, and they're just beautiful homes. And these houses sell in hours, not days. Mm -hmm. It may not, and he's talked about this, and you know, we all struggle with the appraisal on a house basis versus what you've done to the house. And yeah, and he struggles with that too. But the reality is, is that his houses sell so much quicker because it may not have increased the the, the price, but it certainly does shorten that market time. It does. Uh, for sure. Um, you talked a little bit uh, when we were talking the other day about um, how when somebody gets their license, it's all the legalese and and and, but it's no real practical application mm -hmm. or understanding of the market and kind of what we're talking about. Um, I'd love to hear more on that. Ooh. How much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Let's see. The recorder will run out. No, no, seriously. <laughs> um, 
you know, we've, we're, we're hyper-focused on all the legal aspect that I mentioned earlier. It's, it's almost like we're practicing to stay out of trouble. Um, and when, where the real focus should be, you know, we, we obviously want to do the right thing. We want to do the ethical thing and take care of the client um, and stay out of trouble in the process. But I just go back to where we owe that responsibility to the market. And how could, how could uh, the, the training be better? Man, oh, how do you set that bar? I, I don't really know. But right now, since that isn't set within the pre-licensing phase of, of, of getting your license, it's really our responsibility as brokers and managers and the association in general of getting that information out to those agents and making sure they have an, a good understanding before they're hitting the streets and, and going to sell a house. I, I think that's a, a great point. And to even further that, I, what I see when we talk about CE and continuing education, even post-licensing oh, education, yeah. it, it is more of the same. Mm-hmm. And everyone looks at it like it's a joke. Right. It's like, okay, well, I, I already know the answers because it's more of the same of the mm-hmm. same. Well, what I think might help if we could take a real serious look at what are we requiring for post licensure in, in Virginia, you have 60 hours of post license you have to take when, when your first time you're, you're done. Maybe that's the point we should bring in some of this construction knowledge and some just general housing knowledge in general. And, and maybe that would be a place where we could insert that information to make sure that the people that are out there can provide that type of service to, uh, to our clients. Oh, I, I agree completely. Um, the, I guess the question is, what do you cut back on? What do you replace it with? Um, maybe the CE, maybe CE needs to be in, increased. Um, I think it's too easy to get through your CE courses. I mean, I'm, I'm one that has sat in front of a computer and hit the, hit the arrow button every 15 to 20 minutes. While I'm watching a Netflix movie, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, and like you said before, most of it's stuff that's just been, you know, regurgitated over and over and over again. So um, I, I, for one, I'm always wanting to learn something new. And while there's a lot that I've learned, I have a lot to learn still. So, Well, if we don't, as real estate professionals, if we don't start providing that deep level of service and the kind of things that we're talking about, we're going to see the dot-coms start to take over what we're doing. Because, I mean, let's be honest, if all we're really doing is writing a contract mm-hmm. and moving on, that can be provided from a 1,000 miles away. Yeah. Um, and I'll bring something up because I think this kind of lends to this point. Um, when you talk about Zillow, and I know there's this side of the, the coin and that side of the coin, I'll talk about facts on Zillow. So in 2018, first quarter of 2018, they opened up their iBuyer program in several markets across the country. And one of the things that I thought was very interesting in hindsight, because at the time I'm like, oh my God, they're getting into the flipping business. They're going to start flipping houses and they're going to buy everything. But the reality is, is that's not what they're doing. The reality is that in that first quarter, they had 80,000 people request a that Zillow buy their home. 80,000 in one quarter. That was just in those markets. They bought 420 houses. I'm like, well, that doesn't seem like a really good model. And then I realized what they're doing. They're not in the business of buying houses. All they're doing is the business is finding out who's getting ready to sell. Those other ones turned into leads that they turned around and gave back to the real estate agents at a 35, 40% referral fee. So I, you know, I was convinced for a very long time, Zillow wanted to get into the real estate industry and have their own brokerage. Not so sure now. I think they just want to control the buyer and seller leads and, and make more money on that. And now we got Amazon getting in the mix with Realogy. I mean, how's that going to work out? 
<laughs> very daunting to even think about it. Um, you know, right now I'm hyper focused on on trying, and I'm seeing a little bit of a shift personally where I feel like, at least in our market, and be really curious to talk to folks from other markets across the country. Where I feel like in our market, we're kind of getting back to that organic referral. Who do you know? You know, um, past client type stuff, and then you know, uh, family members, etc. But the the dot com push is scary, especially for this new generation of buyers coming up, and how easy it is. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much of an impact they they are gonna gonna have because you know as well as I do that sometimes our relationship and our ability to get into the weeds on a in a deal and in a contract i'm doing one right now that um that relationship that we have with the other side or that knowledge that we have about this current market or what's going on being able to put our eyes on a problem and actually do something about it can become invaluable i think for the simple vanilla transactions that's great but um Well, well, no, and I think the dot-coms realize that. Mm -hmm. I I think their focus is to, when I say control the buyer and settle leads, they just want to be the first one to make contact and then turn that over to a local professional who can handle that. They're just kind of inserting themselves, kind of like Cardis does. Cardis um, has got a, I mean, let's be honest, it's a great business model. I mean, Realogy owns Cardis, they own Coldwell Banker, they own ERA, they own Center 21, they own Better Homes and Gardens, they own all of those companies. They also own Cardis. Um, and they have a deal with U.S., uh, what used to be with USA, that's gone away, so they have a deal with Navy Federal. So it's a 40% referral fee. So mm-hmm. if you're referred in there and it goes to the, to the, to the brokerage, then 40% of that off the top goes to Cardis, um, of which some gets rebated back to the client. So, And they're not trying to take over. They're just trying to insert themselves in there first to generate that lead and then get a referral fee from it. No right. different than we've done for years. Right. I mean, um, that, which is why I think it's super important that you just continue to build your own network and you continue to, to focus on, on uh, really educating your folks on the value that you bring because of that because of that domination that's potentially coming in and and the ease of it you have to be able to stand you have to be able to stand out and say hey do you want somebody that's that's giving away 40% of their money to sell your house or do you want somebody that's hyper focused making a hunt you know whatever percentage it's going to be and really knows the market and really has an understanding of the product that they're out there selling i think that's absolutely key to having a successful brokerage or a successful business in real estate in the future is like you said, being able to provide that service and have that deep, meaningful relationship mm-hmm. with your clients. Cause the dot coms will never have that. They will never have that, that type of a, of a relationship for sure. But even, even that there's a little bit of a fine line there where you have to be careful about what you say when you're not trashing another brokerage or not trashing another realtor or agent out there. Um, so it's it's how do you say that? Had maybe 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 some of this following on continuing education or just education in general is about how to overcome some of these these uh, conversations that you may have, um, and and how to how to properly um, convey that message to your client without seeming too pushy, too salesy, or whatever, and and be able to land that that client or land that listing or or, or whatever it might be at the time. You know, you, you bring up a good point, and I've seen a lot of, look, even radio commercials here locally 
where in order to make themselves look good, they talk about how bad other things are. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've always thought that was poor form. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you have a value proposition, you should just put that out there and let it stand on its own two feet. If you've got to beat somebody else up, maybe you're a little intimidated about what they're doing in the first place, you know? So I, I think that's a, a great, great point. Well, that, uh, you had brought up earlier about the, um, the seven, was it the seven bad habits or well, the seven, I, the well, seven signs of a bad agent? Yeah, I think I was, I was looking at, uh, um, I mean, you're one of the ad- administrators and moderators for, um, Hampton Roads Real Estate Masterminds on Facebook. And I, and I look, that's a great page. I think there's a lot of, so a lot of good stuff comes out of that, but yeah, somebody posted on there, the seven signs of a bad agent. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I thought it was one of them was talking bad about your your uh, your colleagues. Yeah, about absolutely. fellow agents. Yeah, so. I mean, if you got to put somebody else down to make yourself look good, I mean, there's a problem with that just in life in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't I don't think there's ever a reason a reason to have to do that. But what were some of the others that were on there? Um, oh my goodness! Reducing your commission. Re- yeah. And, and look, I mean, I'm not talking about how much commissions are, but I, I, one person said, well, you know, sometimes I do that, you know, take care of my clients. So I don't think that's an indicator. And, and I replied back, I, you know, I don't think that's what was being said. Mm-hmm. I think what was being said there is that if the only value you bring to the table is doing it for less, is doing it for less, then that's, that's a problem in of itself. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's always a, an interesting concept. What, what do you think? I know we've talked about some of them, but, um, what do you think some of the things are that agents should really strive to get educated on? And and that's another problem because you have agents out there, the only education they ever try to get is the CE that's required. Mm-hmm. I try to read everything I can about right. real estate. And so we have a we have a problem where I think agents just don't want to know or right. don't care to know or don't want to take the time to know. You can you can definitely overload yourself with information. That's why I tell folks like, you know, focus on a few things, learn it. And then once you feel you have a good handle on it, move on to something else. But um, like you had said from the very beginning, no one's expecting agents to be considered Class A contractors or any type of contractor. But just being able to have basic identifiable product knowledge. When they walk in, they know, hey, this is a real hardwood because it's on a crawl space. Or it's likely a real hardwood because it's on a crawl space, but this one's on a slab, so this has got probably engineered. Or the difference between a laminate and LVP or laminate and a hardwood. Um, different types of tile, um, how much, you know, being able to say, okay, all LVPs aren't the same. Ask the listing agent, what kind of LVP is this? Do do a Google search on it, see what kind of reviews there are. Is my client, and I ran into this a couple of years ago where my folks followed the, the big shiny ball and about six months after they closed, they called me up. They're like, oh my gosh, Eric, all their floors are separating. And they bought a house with a beautiful LVP floor in it, but the, the manufacturer didn't warranty the um, the locking mechanisms and whoever installed them didn't give it enough time or either or broke the locking mechanisms when they put them in there so they started expanding and contracting and it was gaps throughout the entire 1500 square foot living area and the only solution was to replace it all and none of it was warrantied so just having that basic understanding of, of what it is and what if you do still if you still do want to move forward what's the potential risk here if, if such and such happens and um, I mean, like I said, the list goes on with, with basic roofing knowledge, with basic window knowledge, uh, what's a double hung to a single hung, um, what's a good quality vinyl, 
where do I identify the serial number and look them up? Um, is it gas or an electric water heater? Is it gas or electric heat? I mean, how many times have we heard this from clients? Oh, I don't know, but I'll get back to you. How much value do you add and how much better do you look as a realtor or as an agent when your client says, yeah, what kind of water heater is this? And you can say, oh, it's a gas water heater because of such and such, or it's a heat pump because of such and such. And that's what I was going to say, heat pump versus forced hot air versus, you know, uh, baseboard heat. I mean, being able to speak to mm-hmm. the systems. Yep that are in the home, Uh, being able to speak to polybutylene pipes and understanding that there's three phases of it, you know, yeah, copper crank. Right. Exactly. So, so, so accurate on, on the, the, is it, is it copper cramp? Is it the plastic? Mm -hmm. Identifies as a shark bite. So there's a lot of things that look, nobody's saying you have to be a home inspector. Mm -hmm. Because we all know we're going to get that. I know a lot of agents that will, when I have this conversation, they get to push, oh, it's not my job to know that. You know, Well, yeah, it is your job. It is your job. Uh, you're, you're, you're not, I don't, again, uh, we don't expect agents to be the subject matter expert. Nope. But you need to know at least mm-hmm. enough to advise and direct your clients in a, in a good direction. Yep. I was having a conversation with a, a young lady last night, and she had kind of just made this comment to me that, um, who cares? The buyer's not going to care. And I'm going... That's the kind of mindset that gets us into a stagnant market where we're just, we're, we just, who cares? Just, just sell it. Just get it closed. And that just, you know, yeah, you're getting the deal to closing. That's great. But now this client in 10 years on a $250,000 house is going to have to make $10,000, $20,000 in upgrades because he's buying poor materials or cheap materials. And it, it doesn't have to be that way. You know, we wouldn't have this podcast named Real Estate Happens <laughs> if uh, we didn't have some of these issues uh, kind of in the market. So, uh, man, I really appreciate you being here today. I, I think that uh, people listen to this. Hopefully it'll give them a pause for thought and really want to go out and get some more education on just what we do in general every day, uh, representing, you know, buyers and sellers in this market and doing things. Anything you'd like to add, Eric? Just, uh, you know, to the, to the agents and the realtors that are listening to this, just take pride in what you're doing. If you take pride in your job, you, you actually won't feel like a job when you're out there trying to figure out and, and, and gain knowledge and, and learn more about what, what it is you're selling. Say it once, you said it, we said it 10 times, nobody's expecting you to be the, the, the expert, but just having a basic understanding, how much more comfortable and how much better at your job, how many more sales do you make? Man, the husband and wife go home or whoever it is goes home and goes, man, they really knew their stuff. And it's, it pays dividends in the long run because that client will be a, a client for life. It makes you feel good, too, when, you, when you've been able to do something yep. like that. Guys, in the show notes, we're going to have uh, links to our Facebook page, Real Estate Happens, where we're going to really kind of open things up and just kind of get real about things. Uh, leave some links in there to the Real Estate Agent Mastermind. Uh, Eric can uh, kind of deal with you on that. And uh, don't forget to subscribe, and we'll talk to you guys very soon. Thanks again for being here. You guys have a great day.